BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Control of the St. Louis Police Department and the city's earnings tax. Just two of the issues sending St. Louis Mayor Tashara Jones to Jefferson City this morning. The other issue she's addressing with lawmakers. And displaced people living in the Heritage House apartments are still looking for new homes. How St. Louis City is working to help them out today. And that decision on whether to remove Donald Trump from the Illinois primary ballot is expected today. What one election board member recommends. Good morning. Welcome back on this Bowtie Tuesday. It's January 30th. And you are watching The Power of Two at 6 a.m. I'm John Pertzborn. I'm Blair Lede. Good morning to you all. We're going to take a live look now at our roof camera. This is Maryland Heights. And uh, we're going to get a check of that forecast with meteorologist Angela Huddy. She's on the Lakeside Renovation and Design. Earlier this morning had some light rain push across the St. Louis area as a cold front started to move in. Now out here on the Lakeside Renovation and Design weather deck, the winds are starting to pick up on the backside of that system. And so today is going to be chillier. It's going to be breezier. And unfortunately, I know how much we loved that sunshine yesterday. It is going to be a little bit cloudier. Now, we've had a little bit of clearing behind that initial little burst of light rain. So a partly to mostly cloudy sky here early. But those clouds are going to fill back in into the afternoon. So it will be a grayer Tuesday here across the St. Louis area. Yeah, notice those temperatures. Bus stop this morning or this afternoon, low 40s. We're just not going to warm up all that much after turning colder here this morning. It's a one-day hiccup. There are warmer temperatures and more sunshine in the extended outlook. We'll have that for you coming up in just a couple of minutes. All right, for my drivers taking 70 through the city, well, things look good as you make your way past Stan Musial, but the problem spot is going to be just past that at our exit to carry. So as you can see, we do have some police activity in that westbound direction, blocking that left-hand lane. So use precaution should you be heading through this area. Generally speaking, though, 70 East looks good from Bridgeton all the way to Berkeley right now. Your drive time's looking nice. It's gonna be that same deal for our, our travelers taking 170. Your drive time's hitting at about 65 right near Olive. Once you hit 64, a look at our travel starting to build in that east and westbound direction, but no real concerns. Drivers heading in over the Missouri. Things look good, 70 and 64. Your problem spot is gonna be 94 in that westbound direction. Headed over the Washington Bridge. Drive time's dropping down to about 40 miles per hour right now. Back to you. Some St. Louis City priorities are being brought to Jefferson City this morning by Mayor Tashara Jones. Right, the Power of Two's Chris Rie is live in downtown St. Louis with the preview. Chris. Mayor and John, good morning to you, both of you. Mayor Jones has a list of multiple issues to take up with state lawmakers today when she heads to Jeff City. We are just outside of City Hall here this morning. That list includes issues ranging from a levy to the larger issue of public safety. One of the key issues on Mayor Jones's agenda is to help retain local control of the St. Louis City Police Department. The city has had that local control since back in 2012, but you may recall for many years before that, the state oversaw the city police force. Republican Senator Nick Shore from St. Charles has filed a bill that would create a board of police commissioners. It's known as the Safer St. Louis Act of 2023. That board would include the St. Louis mayor and four citizens appointed by the governor. 
at a recent hearing. City Police Chief Robert Tracy testified against that bill. Others, though, including the head of the St. Louis Police Officers Association, spoke in favor of it. Mayor Jones will also talk with lawmakers today about preserving the city earnings tax. That tax constitutes nearly a third of the city's general revenue. City officials say it helps to maintain critical services, including police and fire, street maintenance and upgrades, parks, the courts, and even the circuit attorney's office. We're told the mayor will also discuss state funding to support the construction of the public safety answering point with child care services for 911 operators and the reconstruction of an important Mississippi River levee. We understand investments in violence prevention and reduction will be on the table as well. A lot on the plate of Mayor Jones as she heads to the state capitol today. For now, live downtown, I'm Chris Fournier. Thank you, Chris. It is 6.03. Well, in effort to find homes this morning for people displaced from the Heritage House apartments after a pipe burst two weeks ago, the Power of Two's Laura Simon joins us live from the airport Hilton where they've been staying. Laura, what's going on there today? Claire, the city of St. Louis is going to be hosting a housing fair for all of those people who have been staying here at the airport Hilton for quite some time. You'll recall about two weeks ago, the Heritage House apartments flooded after pipes burst in those sub zero temperatures that we had. They were initially staying over at the ballpark Hilton. Then they were moved here and now the city is looking to find them a more a permanent living situation. And so they'll be out here starting at nine this morning, but you'll remember back on January 15th, the pipes burst at that Midtown high rise during the frigid weather conditions we had flooding the building and forcing the people who live there out. And they do tell us a lot of the people who live there that the heat was out at that building before those pipes burst. The Sandstone Group is the Heritage House property manager, and we are told more than 200 people lived at those apartments, a lot of those people elderly, but property managers are saying they're working to get checks back to people for their January rent as well as their deposits, and leases are also being terminated without any penalties. In the meantime, the community's been rallying together to help these residents find suitable long-term housing solutions. In fact, today, the city of St. Louis, in collaboration with a coalition of community partners is taking action to find these displaced residents new places to live. The director of human services for the city of St. Louis, as well as representatives from the St. Louis Area Agency on Aging, the regional response team and various housing providers are going to be out here at the airport Hilton today and tomorrow. We actually caught up with one of the residents who was treated to a free breakfast here at the airport Hilton on Sunday, and she was concerned about what's going to be happening next, but she does remain optimistic. We've been offered, you know, uh, different outlets to come and help us find some things. But uh, as for me, I still don't have the, I have no clue of where, you know, I'm going to reside after the six. And she's referring to after the 6th of February. That's how long they have to stay here at the airport Hilton. But again, more long term housing solutions are being discussed amongst these residents today from city leaders. And we'll bring you updates throughout the day on this. But this will be going on today from 9 until 2 and then tomorrow from 1 until 8 p.m. Reporting live here in Woodson Terrace this morning, I'm Laura Simon. St. Louis County police issue an endangered person advisory for 21 year old Nia Washington. She is five foot six 
100 pounds. She was wearing a furry white jacket with gray and black shoes, and she was last seen Friday morning on Blue Sage Trail. That's in Florissant. Police say she left home walking after having a fight with her family. Relatives say Nia Washington has severe cognitive delay and mood health issues. If you have any information, please call St. Louis County Police or 911. Well, a developing story in St. Genevieve this morning, a crash yesterday night involving a semi with hazardous materials on board, shut down a section of Highway C and led to a mandatory evacuation. Our partners at the Post-Dispatch report the chemical is phosphorus trichloride that is toxic when inhaled. It can irritate your eye, skin, nose and throat. The roadway is closed in the area from Sprott Road to Highway 32 until further notice. Crews expect that cleanup to last throughout most of the day, so be on the lookout for that. All right, look out for this sinkhole. It closes the Bates off-ramp from southbound I-55. The hole is the size of a round utility cover and drops about 40 to 50 feet down beneath the ground there. According to MoDOT, the sinkhole appears to only impact one lane, but the entire ramp is closed right now because they need to access the other lane to make repairs. While it's not expected to be a long-term closure, it's not clear when the ramp will reopen. Southbound drivers can take the 4500 Broadway or Loughborough exits instead. The Power of Two is your local election headquarters. The Illinois Election Board is meeting today. They're going to decide if former president and presidential candidate Donald Trump's name should stay on the state's primary ballot. A group of voters, Illinois voters, filed the objection. They claim Trump's role in the January 6th 2021 right at the Capitol disqualifies him from running for office under the 14th Amendment. At a hearing last week, one Illinois Election Board member said the decision should be up to the courts. The Illinois Election Board is divided evenly between four Democrats and four Republicans. If there is a tie vote, the effort to remove Trump's name from the ballot fails. The Illinois primary is March 19th. Meanwhile, from our Illinois News Bureau, state lawmakers considering a plan to expand voting by mail. During the pandemic, more than a third of Illinois voters asked for a mail-in ballot. A new bill would allow election officials to send every eligible voter a mail-in ballot. The voters could either send it in or wait until election day to vote in person. Well, Republican lawmakers again try to make it more difficult for Missouri voters to change the state's constitution. A Senate committee heard dozens of pieces of legislation yesterday that would ask voters if it should be more difficult to amend the state's constitution. If any of the legislation passed, the General Assembly voters would have to approve it. 